Welcome to the Green Love Podcast, your weekly podcast from and with Patrick, the Frenchy Gardener. Bonjour Green Lovers and welcome to this space where we will explore the topics of urban gardening, green living and personal development on a much deeper level. I'm happy to share with you each week personal anecdotes from my life, first-hand gardening advice and perspective on how we can create a greener life all together. This week's topic is called Growing Food, the Revolution We Need, and makes us question on where the essential knowledge of growing, preparing and preserving food got lost and why we did not learn more about this in school. Who's gaining benefits from us not knowing and why growing your own food can feel like an act of empowerment? With that, we wish you a beautiful episode. Enjoy the next minutes and we are sending great love to you. I always <laughs> wanted to sit at a big table with a Frenchman and talk about revolution. <laughs> You're right. We love revolution. <laughs> Today is the day. Yeah. And I think like the topic we'll talk about is like not only the French Revolution, but a global revolution, right? Could be. Could mm -hmm. be. That's what we want to explore in the next minutes. Mm -hmm. Let's see where the topic will lead us. Um, is growing food the revolution we need? And mm. it's based on that, I think there's, yeah, yet again, so much to say about it. Um, how we came to this topic or why we're bringing this topic into this room is that when experiencing growing food for your own, we really saw that some of it feels like a revolutionary act, like claiming back certain knowledge, uh, mm -hmm. claiming back certain mm, things, acts, that are usually covered by certain industries. Mm -hmm. And it feels not only like an act of revolution, but also an act of empowerment, like yeah. an empowerment that wherever you go, if you have your little package of seed and the knowledge on what to do with it, you could provide for yourself. Yeah. Um, did gardening make you feel empowered in that way? Uh, <clears throat> I would say in the beginning, no, <laughs> because I had no knowledge at all. So no, I didn't feel empowered at all in the beginning. Um, simply because, um, I felt that, yeah, I didn't know what to do with the seeds, you know, that I had in my hands. Um, and uh, I felt really ignorant when coming back home after buying some seeds and some soil, um, to not know what to do with them. And then I asked myself the question, like, why are we not, um, yeah, learning this at school? Because like, I think growing food, if we talk about education, right? Hmm. Uh, what is education? You know, it's to educate, um, yeah, a person to be in this world and to behave good in this world and to be educated. And I think educated does not mean literature. Educated means also to um, survive in this world and uh, and to know how to grow your own food because I think it should be one of the most important thing that we should learn at school. Um, and me, honestly, I felt so ignorant. I was like, why is it possible? I don't know what to do with these seeds, you know, and these seeds are here, but I don't understand them. I don't have any connection with them. Why is it possible? How this is possible? Um, 
So I think, you know, like the educational part, um, yeah, it's about school. It's okay, so let's go in there. Why do you think you didn't learn that at school? Or not only you, most of us. Because simply, um, I would say the education um, I had in school was not about growing food. It was about plants in general. It was about like um, plants that, let's be honest, was not super interesting or attractive. You know, I was like uh, learning about like common plants, how they reproduce um, themselves, etc. But I was like, yeah, okay, it's not practical. It's not about like telling me, okay, plant a seed, do this, do that. And after, at some point, you will get like a harvest. And after the flower, after the flower, the tomato will grow from a flower. So it was not practical at all. It was mm. just like too... I don't know, to, uh, yeah, like not in the reality of things. And I think that honestly, I would have had a much more like a deep passion for nature if from the start I had learned what is about growing food. And if it was connected to the real life, like yeah. if it was connected to your actual needs, for example, to eat and yeah. then show the process on what it takes to get there, to have maybe a fresh cucumber or a beautiful aubergine. Yeah. Um, an observation I also made is our grandparents really still had a stronger connection on how to grow food, how to prepare mm -hmm. and preserve food. I think it's the whole chain, right? Of from growing to preparing and preserving and somewhere in the middle, it got lost. No. Like it didn't reach us anymore. And obviously there are a lot of things happening in between the industrialization uh, and um, how many, many things that usually happened in a household were outsourced to the industry. Yeah, for sure. No, What for sure. What do you think? Like why did our grandparents still have this connection? Why is it now, why does it now feel revolutionary to claim it back? And why do we have to claim it? Yeah, back? I think that's a, well, that's a, uh, that's a huge question. I think for me, um, you know, with like industrialization, um, we came to a world where basically like everything was going so fast that, uh, at some point we had no is. time. Huh? And still is. It still is for sure. <laughs> but, um, but I think we had no time to cook. You know, mm -hmm. because, um, cooking was an association with a long process. Yeah. It's hard. Like it takes a long time to cook something, you know? So um, all the industry came up with like processed foods, you know, that uh, you can warm up in like a five minutes. It's ready and you have food and everything is set. Um, and I think we lost the connection with, um, preparing our food. But right now, what I realize is that actually um, when I harvest like vegetables and fruits from my garden, mm -hmm. from, from our garden, sorry, <laughs> um, it doesn't take much time actually to prepare this. Why? Simply because the vegetables and fruits have a lot of taste. So you don't need to come up with like crazy recipes or whatever. Most of the time, you know, um, I go in the garden and I take like, yeah, like some... Uh, tomatoes and after like olive oil 
and some fresh basil and, and I'm fine with it. And it doesn't take, you know, like uh, two hours to cook, you know, I don't need to uh, prepare the oven or whatever. It's easy. It's simple. But when you have food that has taste, you don't need to cook that much. And I think this is what we forgot with, uh, with society. And I think like the irony here is like, um, on one hand, we have processed food that has no taste and that take, yeah, five minutes to cook. Okay. You feed yourself, you nourish yourself, uh, just to survive. You don't enjoy, you know, uh, really. Mm. And on the other side, um, if you grow your own food, it will take five minutes or so. But you will enjoy because it has a huge taste. And on top of that, you have the pride of the gardener, which is, oh, I grew that myself. So when you pick it, it's fresh, it's full of good vibes, it's full of energy. So it makes a huge difference, you know, and, um, and that's why like there is a huge mov movement right now about fast food versus slow food. Mm -hmm. um, but slow food Can you doesn't explore mean that. Like what yeah. does it mean actually? Fast food is about like processed food that you can cook quickly. Uh, slow food is about, yeah, taking the time, you know, and nothing is granted. And, um, and yeah, a tomato will make, I don't know, will need like, yeah, sometime four to six months, you know, depending on where you live, um, to grow. And I think like, uh, this is slow food. This is about observing like the evolution of nature and that before having a tomato, Yeah, you will need to have to wait uh, for its process. But in the end, after when you cook it, you don't need to cook it. You just need to eat it, like eat it fresh. Quoi. This is like full of good vibes, full of energy, full of pride, uh, and full of connection with nature and seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I would agree. And also the nutrients that are yeah. usually... Uh, you feel that there is more load in, in the food that you grow yourself versus the food that in the supermarket always looks pretty, but feels so empty. Yeah, of course it feels empty. And for me, it's, uh, uh, growing your own food is about like rediscovering like this, uh, yeah, this connection with food. And, uh, and of course it has much more nutrients because if you grow with heirloom seeds, you are growing ancient varieties that are carrying a lot of nutrients. So yeah, there is no comparison. And what is just absurd or what I started to realize more and more in permaculture, we learned about the principle of embodied energy to really look at mm -hmm. what does one product embody of its energy? What was the effort, let's say for this avocado to reach this um, supermarket to then be in my hand to then be eaten by me mm. here in Berlin. And when I see, you know, uh, and be more aware of where the food comes from, how, when did it happen that it became normal that my food is shipped from Peru, from uh, generally the Americas, mm. but even from Asia and basically all around the world, my food makes the journey to then arrive to me and to be eaten by me and having me in a certain expectation that food is always also available, no matter what season is, no mm. matter how, um, what the weather is here outside. I, I'm always, um, able to eat any kind of food, especially when it comes to vegetables and fruits. Mm. 
I find this so absurd. So there's also a, a topic of not only the empowerment through knowledge of I know how to grow my own food, but the empowerment to be in your own ecosystem and with your seasons and move with the seasons. Mm -hmm. Would you yeah. agree? No, for sure. And I think, you know, what, um, what changed this and what I observe right now is that, uh, before, you know, when I study like, uh, um, economics, um, and uh, sociology, um, it was about like, um, free trade and free exchange, mm -hmm. uh, meaning that to stop wars between countries, it was about like making a commercial exchange to, uh, trade, you know, like a resource versus another one. So that like two countries would be like, in a way, dependent upon each other, you know, so they would not make any war. Honestly, free trade and free exchange is about that. It's about like developing commercial economics to have more peace, basically. Okay. Um, Not sure if that worked out, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, because actually right now, what we see and what you are just saying is about that I think people realize Why are we not, um, having local resources and local food? Because locally we can produce this food mm -hmm. and we can't have access to shorter food circuits, uh, that are beneficial to, uh, the people that grow it, uh, that are beneficial also for the people that eat it. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's, a, like going back to the topic of this, this podcast, you know, um, growing food as a revolution. Yeah, it's a revolution because it's like a revolution of uh, our economical system. It's our revolution about our vision and connection with food. Um, so it's changing everything. And I'm glad, honestly, that it's changing everything because yes, we should eat more local. That's a fact, you know, and uh, so yeah, let's embrace it. I don't know. And I think the revolution is also happening in your own mind when you start to build awareness and just ask the questions, you know, yeah. if you have your garden and you see what's growing currently and then you go into the supermarket and you see exactly. everything available, yeah. you ask yourself, how is this possible? Yeah, for sure. And, and it shouldn't be possible because then suddenly it doesn't feel natural anymore. And then you keep on questioning and questioning. And obviously you also question, okay, what do I put in my body? You know, you feel the difference between the food that you grow for yourself versus what you buy. And, mm. and I think that's where the revolution starts in your own head in asking all those questions and questioning a bit the system and, um, food system we were growing up with, what it is surrounding us as well. No, for sure. <clears throat> I fully agree. And, um, and I think, you know, it's, uh, also, When you live in a city and that you have a supermarket nearby, uh, let's be honest, you know, like no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We are not perfect. We're trying. Okay. But if you grow to the, like, if, if you go to the supermarket, it's super hard to resist to the temptation because everything is around, you know, everything looks nice, lush, like, oh, wow, like the, oh, these amazing cucumbers. Oh, and there is papaya and dragon fruits and the uh, rhubarb and, and and you're like of course you want to eat it so it's super hard to resist to this mm. temptation but i think uh, at least we should try uh, and i think like uh, when you start growing your food uh, you know that yeah 
papaya and a dragon fruit and uh, and crazy other varieties that are not from our climate. Yeah, it's not the right thing maybe to to do and to eat now. And and I think you know, like um, as consumer, it more as an exception versus the norm. Yeah, no, for know? sure, for sure. And I think as the consumers, we have like a lot of power also um, because we are the ones deciding what we want or we do not want. And companies and big corporations are listening to our what they call the consumer insights, you know, and the consumer insights and the consumer trends is what we are like uh, doing by buying or not buying. So, so I think we have a, a true power. Um, but this is also, I feel something hard to realize um, as individuals. Uh, but I think as a group, there is a, yeah, there is a huge strength, you know, that, um, that we are maybe not aware of. Mm. So I'm wrapping this up already. Oh, already? Honestly, it feels like <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a topic that could go on forever. Um, I know you have a biased answer to this, but tell me now. So is growing food the revolution that we need? <clears throat> Or one of the revolutions we need nowadays? Yeah, I think definitely one of the revolutions we need. There are like many many more revolution we need, but, um, but I feel that definitely growing food, um, if you look at it, of course, it's about rediscovering seasons, nature, taste, uh, how veggies and fruits are growing. For sure. There is a huge part about that, but there is also a huge part about, um, inequality, uh, to get healthy food, mm. uh, because yeah, like in, uh, um, this part of this part of the world, uh, yeah, there is inequality in getting healthy food and in getting like, uh, this homegrown food that everyone have the rights to have. And, mm -hmm. to, and so there is education, um, there is equality, um, there are like a lot of factors. So I think like, yeah, growing food is, uh, is not only about having healthy food in your plate it's like it goes beyond it's about like a yeah education um equality uh, it has like so much more values so, so many more layers yeah exactly and it's also about protecting our biodiversity you know you were talking about seeds uh, collecting seeds it's about like keeping our um, uh, the patrimony the, the the history of our uh, earth of our plants of our biodiversity, our diversity of vegetables and fruits. And I think if we look now at the industry, you know, they are trying to narrow it down to uh, easy varieties that support transportation, that will look nicer and longer on the supermarket shelves. No, we have all, I think, our duty and we can all act even as OB gardeners to protect biodiversity, collect our own seeds, exchange our seeds with others. Like, yeah, we can do so much, even on a smooth scale, but yeah, we can do a lot. 
I love the energy that came through there. It's really nice. <laughs> There's definitely some revolutional spirit in you. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I feel it's so important. So yeah, it is so important. And it's truly, we wouldn't have made this topic if we didn't think that it was highly relevant and something that is really top of mind for us when growing uh, our own food and really feeling a little bit like um, breaking the system. Yeah. In with love and kindness, but trying to break it here and there and to establish new habits and definitely a deeper knowledge of what we consume and how we consume it. Definitely. And I think it's a, it's not only about breaking it. It's also about getting back our rights as human beings to know and to get back, to get back control on the food that we grow and that we eat. Like. It's elementary and it should be a universal right. I hope uh, it will be, you know, like a, <laughs> I always like a quote John Lennon, like a, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Yeah, but maybe we're not the only one. I'm sure we're not. <laughs> Some dreamers are listening. So thank you so much, everyone. For listening yeah, thank you so much. All those dreamers dreaming with us and uh, um Stay revolutionary and hear you next time. Yeah, and green love to you. Bye.